No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Really? Yeah, it's true. GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers. Then it shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get in the game. You know what I love about it? There are in-app panoramic seat view photos from every section. You're going to be able to scout out your Instagrams before you even get to the arena. You can maybe even pre-pick out a filter. I'm a Valencia guy. Maybe you're a Mayfair fellow. I don't know. Whatever it is, you're going to know going in. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Stepping on the beach. Bruh, 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 bruh. The mailbag only episode where we answer your questions that you've emailed in. No dunks at theathletic.com. You've tweeted at us at no dunks inc or hashtag no dunks. And we tackle as many as possible. You can only read and answer questions on the beach. Everybody knows that. I'm Skeets here with JD up in Toronto and down in Atlanta in our new studio where they're already getting noise complaints. It's Tass and Trey today. How's it going down there, guys? Are we in trouble? Uh, we're on the way to getting in trouble. I was a little hesitant to throw in those. You got to do what's good for the show. We literally got a noise complaint for talking. We're not doing anything. <laughs> one show, one complaint, but we made it a classic. Yeah, we did. Uh, no Lily here for our inaugural Stepping on the Beach episode. He is busy being Mr. Mom right now. He's got two young boys to take care of. The young boys, the are young young boys can't take care of themselves. But that's all right. That's all right. We got the four of us here to tackle as many questions as we can. Uh, let's get right into it because we got a lot. Um, thanks so much, by the way, to everyone that did send one in. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. This is uh, We got this question a lot, um, but I picked Andrew and Brenna, who wrote in, Hey guys, so excited to have you guys back. My wife and I are big fans from Halifax. Shout out to Halifax. First off, congrats on the new contract. We were eagerly awaiting your free agency decision and couldn't be happier to hear that you guys are going back to your roots with the daily podcast. Yeah, we're loving it. But the question, my mailbag question, writes Andrew and Brenna, is what is the origin story behind the name No, no Dunks? A lot of people were asking this. Why no dunks? You were the basketball Jones, then you were the starters, then you were sort of the free agents there for a second, and now you're no dunks. What's the Very reason? fair question. Yeah. Very, very fair question. A lot of people also asking, can you explain or describe the free agency process, how you guys got hired? Now, I don't. we're not going to go into that until we're old and crusty, I think, and, <laughs> and, and ready to just riff on that. But uh, I'll start with the name. Naming things are hard. Mm. I think that's, you know, we've gone through the, a few iterations. Yep. Uh, now, this one, I think in part, we went back to our, our first business name was No Dunks Incorporated. Mm-hmm. When we were the Basketball Jones, that was our business name. So this is a bit of a nod to that. Uh, you know, that swayed me. But also, No Dunks is a bit of a hard-ass name. Like You, you, can't, you can't come into the paint. That's right. It sounds you, cool. Yeah. You, you, sounds you, tough. You, no layups. You, you, you're going to get hit. Yeah. Mm. Um, why did we go? Those, with, why did we go with No Dunks Inc. 
back when we were the basketball drones, why did we call it that as our business when it was just JD? <laughs> when, back when we were in college, we were, you, me, and Matt were working together in, in our core group in yep. our final year. And I think you, well, you were definitely going to the Raptors game. Uh, so this is 2004, five. Okay, sure. So I remember you were leaving and that day there had been a story on the news that Vince Carter said he wasn't dunking it. Ah. <laughs> so you were on your way to the game. You were walking out the door and I just yelled out, no dunks to you. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man. And then you're, you're like, what the f*** is he talking about? <laughs> And that, oh. that's that's where it came from originally. I, I also thought there was a play on that we obviously were not former athletes, mm. and we don't have the hops like uh, Vince Carter right. and an NBA player. For and sure. thus, we are not dunking, so there are no dunks. Right. Uh, no being dunks thrown down. But okay, yeah, a lot of reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty crazy that this name started with Vince Carter. I don't know, fifteen years ago, he's still playing yeah. in the league <laughs> in the same city we're in right now. So that's pretty wild. I was, um, I don't know about you guys, I was shocked because you're right, Tass. It's it's difficult to come up with a new name for something, especially when people become attached to your former name. Like we've done it twice now with the Basketball Jones and then the Starters, and that grew on people, I think, and and people generally like them. Um, I thought people were going to be like, oh, no ducks, what? That sucks. Because it is quite different than <laughs> mm-hmm. the thes of the Basketball Jones and then the starters and even the free agents. No the in the mix. And it's just sort of, it's you know quite different than what we've called sort of previous things. But people, I don't know, maybe people were just desperate to get us back in their lives and didn't care what we were called. We could have went with no dinks for crying out loud. Um, but there wasn't a lot of backlash at all but, on Twitter. Yeah. And, and Twitter's got an opinion about everything. They also went through a quick name iteration change with the free agents. True, true. So we're just mixing it up every month. Maybe we should just come up with a new name every month. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. No no concrete name. How about that? No concrete name, (laughs) no dunks. Were there any Uh, other uh, names in the running? Um, Because we did, like, as a group, sort of come to an agreement on no dunks fairly quickly for us. I mean, yeah. things usually take a long time, oh but we were like, we threw it out there cause it was a, yeah, like a, like, you know, back to our roots and all that. Um, what was there anything else in the mix? Um, surely there was, but I do feel like we kind of agreed on no dunks pretty quickly yeah. once it was out there. Yeah. Uh, surely there are some other bad names deep in the archives of our Slack channel. Maybe we can dig in sometime. Right. The Jones was a possibility. The Jones, yeah. Sure. yeah. Just losing Which, basketball. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm pretty happy to this to this point. You guys, you guys, cool with it? Oh, I like no dunks. I, I like going away from a the name. To be honest, we'd had three straight the names. Why yeah. not change it up? I think it looks cool in our logo. Shout out to the athletic, made it look great. Um, and you know, it's a uh, just just punchy. No dunks looks good. But what Indeed. are we? What are we as a collective? Like, is it No Dunks Crew? Is it just the No Dunks Inc? Is it uh, No Dunks Boys? You know what I mean? That was the one nice thing of the the. Yeah, because it was like true. the Jones, the starters, the Freedoms. But right. I, I guess I've been going just no dunks crew for yeah. the most part. Yeah. I, I guess you got to leave that up to the fans. Let us know. All right. Shoot us some hashtags. All right. Next email here. What do you think the ceiling is for the Suns this year? I'm really glad you guys are back. Keep up the amazing work from Alex M. A team very, very infrequently talked about the Phoenix Suns. I don't know how many more times we're going to talk about this team. Get it in early. Let's get it While in the games now. Matter. Well, what's the ceiling? <laughs> 30 wins. Sounds about right. Yeah. Even now. Even now before game one. 
I mean, 30 wins would be a great season for him. Since Devin Booker has been in town, they won 23 games his rookie year, then 24, 21, 19. So as long as they are able to turn it around and add wins, I think that that is considered a a successful season for the Phoenix Suns. You look at the players they brought in, at least they brought in some professional guys. Kelly Oubre will be there for the entire season now. Ricky Rubio plays defense, creates for others, which will be nice to have next to Devin Booker. Aaron Baines is a solid defender. Dario Saric is a solid defender. These are guys who just know how to play basketball. The team should be better. It's nice to see that they have pro players, a pro point guard, so that Booker doesn't have to create everything. Aiton is a solid player. He looks like he's going to at least put up numbers. He's started to get it a little bit more defensively. So, you know, it's hard to be optimistic about the Suns, knowing that they're the Suns, but... (laughs) you know, the dawn is darkest in the morning. Is that the saying? I don't know what it is. Something about a sunrise. The sun is rising. Hopefully it continues to rise. They should be better, but I mean, 30 wins isn't anything to write home about. Uh, It's tough. I I do think their ceiling is basically based on the projection of DeAndre Ayton. If, If he is a magnet in getting two bodies and they're giving him the ball all the time, they could have a higher ceiling than 30 wins. It's probably not going to happen this season. Uh, but really, if he is a star in this league, combined with a Ricky Rubio, it's, it's a very important pickup for them, and Devin Booker, yeah, no, I think, I think we could get over 30 wins. He, he has got to be a stud, and he's got to be a far more um, decisive player on the defensive end because he just gets lost mm-hmm. out there. And really, it's, it's just a skip to the rim for a lot of perimeter players on the other end. So... It's, it's on his shoulders, if you're asking me, but uh, it's, it's a, such a tough conference. You, you can't learn here and expect to get wins. So that's why the 30 projection, even if they go 10 and 30 and they go 20 and 20 in the second half, I think that would be a, a heck of a year. Yeah, I think you guys are right. I think 30 is a, <laughs> it's a low bar to reach for, but it's a, for them, that's a nice step in the right direction. I, I'd like to see them improve fairly drastically if possible on one side of the floor at least like there were they were garbage offensively they were garbage defensively you know with new monty with monty williams in there now as the coach like i'd like to see one of those like get back to like average you know and uh, give yourselves a, a chance to win some of these games so like i i guess i'd lean towards me i don't know actually you're right with baines and rubio coming in there and some defensive players maybe it's more realistic that the defense um comes a little more bearable um but on one side pick one get better at offense or defense <laughs> yeah be good help, at something to help your chances but I, I i do think you guys are right with that that 30 win mark um it would be a good season for them and uh, hopefully we have some some different podcasts some some fun podcasts where we maybe i don't know how fun this is but dive into the phoenix suns okay. and just the phoenix suns if we haven't talked about them for months so that's the the leash, the ability we have here with The Athletic. We can just come up with any podcast we want. It could be 27 minutes. And 27 we can... minutes on Tyler Johnson. <laughs> That's it. One minute for every million dollar he makes. <laughs> That's uh, 19. Perfect. All right, well, this next question, it could take 27 minutes to read. Um, <laughs> but, but we had to share it because it's well-written and it's quite the story. I don't know if you have any uh, like fun background music or something here, J.D. Yeah, I'll but, bring it in when it's appropriate. But, yeah, like just buckle up for this one, okay, everyone? Dear No Dunks crew. Oh, he went with No Dunks crew. All right. It's settled. Yeah. I just wanted to write y'all and say thanks for keeping me sane and safe in one of the most unforgettable and harrowing experiences of my life. Allow me to set the scene. I was in Sedona back in late June, early July with my family. Oh, there we go. Let's go to nature. I thoroughly enjoy hiking, 
but the rest of my family is fairly inexperienced, and it isn't their favorite thing to do. I decided to test my limits by hiking Thunder Mountain. Sounds dangerous. The highest point in Sedona, and aptly named because it's constantly struck by lightning. Wow. So if it was aptly named, wouldn't it be Lightning Mountain? <laughs> Fair point. Thunder doesn't strike. That's right. That's right. Okay, anyway. Um, it was set to be the most difficult hike I've ever done, and I went alone. Did Matty O write this? Did he say this? In? Um, no, he said he's experienced. Right, right, right. I couldn't convince anybody, not even my brother, to come up with me up the trail to Lizard Head and then up to the summit. I was prepared. I had three liters of water and a camelback. This could be Matt. Yeah. I had an extra extra hydro flask of water because it was supposed to reach 100 degrees that day, and I had food. Okay. So, he said here, I set upon my journey with the vigor and enthusiasm of a little kid running into Magic Kingdom for the first time. The hike started, and it was steep from, from the beginning. I finally made my way halfway up the mountain to Lizard Head in about 40 minutes. I was moving very quickly... <laughs> And I pulled out my harmonica, <laughs> played myself a little tune. <laughs> nice addition there, JD. Uh, I was moving very quickly. I started the hardest part of my ascent. Roughly 30 minutes later, I realized something. I'd lost the trail. Oh, no. Oh, baby. It wasn't marked, and I was following something of a worn foot trail. The uh-huh. trail, to my horror, had disappeared. Uh-oh. I spent the next 45 minutes or so trying to reacquaint myself and locate the trail. Much to my dismay, I couldn't find it. Each time I thought I had the trail, I would follow it down the mountain. Each time it turned out to be a dried up waterbed that led to a sheer 400, 400 plus foot drop off. Wow. Jeez. Each time I got close to the edge, the rocks changed and became fragile sandstone I could break with my hands, let alone be strong enough to hold my weight. Let me tell you, it was terrifying. At one point, I put a little too much pressure on the stone, and the piece gave out and fell down into what seemed like the abyss at the time. Eventually, I had to call 911 and have search and rescue come and get me. It took them hours upon hours to locate me and send a team up to get me, um, to get me bare the top. What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> near the top. Maybe near the top. Near yeah, the top. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> say bare. I don't know if that was me or, or our writer. B is um, close to N. That's right. Why am I telling you all of this? All right? Because Skeets, Tass, and JD did a free agency pod the day before July 3rd. If memory serves me, Trey phoned in from Wisconsin to talk about what was going on with Kauai. Trey, can you confirm that? Okay. Lake Lawn Resort, baby. I just wanted to say thank you. Y'all kept me sane on the top of that mountain. (laughs) Alone. Sun beating down on me with nowhere to find shade. I spent hours on top of that mountain with no clue how long I'd be there, no clue where I was, and completely alone. No family, no friends, just a podcast. No, I added that. <laughs> Wondering if I'd get to see my girlfriend or family or friends again. I had no information about it or when I'd be found, but I had you guys. You guys who I've spent a lot of time with throughout the years. I've listened to every show, every drop, every Twitter show. You guys made it easier for me to stay sane up there. I'm thrilled that you were able to find work at The Athletic. I've been a subscriber for a while, and they're fantastic. Truth be told, I would have gotten a subscription wherever you landed. Thanks for all the incredible work, and thank you for keeping me sane when it was easier to lose it. If I have to ask a question, have any of you ever gone so- through something like this? All the best. That, um, that's the longest email I think we've ever read on the show. That is from Joe Scarkelli. Incredible. Wow. 
Can you imagine the search and rescue team finally gets up to him? And the guy's listening to the podcast where Lee explains how he pees backwards on the <laughs> toilet. They're like, how'd you do it, man? How'd you survive? Well, I learned about a guy pulling an AC <laughs> Slater in a bathroom. And that really just kept me focused on staying up here. Uh, what, a, what a great email. Wow. Uh, happy to have generated so much content to, you know, keep somebody alive for yeah. hours and hours on end. Nice phone charge there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big, big mm-hmm. time. Big time. I'm flattered that he listened to us rather than call his girlfriend and talk to his girlfriend <laughs> and family members, you know, because he obviously had a phone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This we, is why you got to make sure to pre-download every single episode of No Dunks anytime you're going on any sort of outdoor <laughs> hike, because if you get stranded, at least you have them saved locally to your phone. You don't even need reception. Get those downloads in. We had a lot of good points about Kawhi that day. Let's be honest. We, that, that, that must have helped us going in on Kauai. Have you guys ever been lost? Has anyone had to call <laughs> you like know, search and rescue? Yeah, that's, that is, that's terrifying, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, for sure. The un- then- yeah, the unknown even, like, well, yeah, how long they're going to take. Can they even find me? Even when he had contact with them, you just yeah. don't know. God. Next thing you know, you're standing on sandstone 400 feet above a dry riverbed. Yeah. Right bare of the top. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I once got uh, lost on the island of Corfu, riding uh-huh. a motorcycle around. Could not find my way back to work. So I hired a cab to... This is in Greece. This yeah. is in Greece to to drive to the resort I worked at, and I just followed him. <laughs> just Are you serious? Paid, paid the cab, <laughs> and I just followed him all the way because I had you know no idea going. where I was. You just got turned around? Just got turned around, and I kept going in circles. And Corfu's pretty big, but it's not that big. I was just, uh, yeah, it's not good. All right. And I was late for work. In a modern-day scenario with a map app, mm. you'd be fine? Cause yeah. actually, You would be? Because I, I actually got lost in Israel driving this past summer. Uh-oh. And I had no idea where I was, where I was, where I was going, and had no point of reference. And when I looked at a map, it was in Hebrew, and I cannot read Hebrew, mm-hmm. and literally no English on it. Sure. So yeah, I mean, the streets could have got me back, but I was just lost. But anyways, the gut found the gut got me back. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Next question here. Another serious one. Not quite as serious. It starts off. Hi, gang. It was great to hear your voices this week as I woke up in Canberra, Australia. So great that I got all choked up at Skeet's customary greeting. Thanks, pregnancy hormones. What? My par- my, we, have a, we have a woman emailing us. Great news. There's three women who listen to the show. I kid. There's not a lot. My partner and I have spent long stretches of time away from each other thanks to the struggles of two academic careers, and listening to your podcast when we're apart has always made me feel a little bit more connected to him. It has also become a holy part of the morning routine in our house now that we're together again. We're having an impossible time picking out names for our spawn. Any suggestions? <laughs> He's a diehard Laker fan and love Burns slow for the Mavs. Thank you for keeping up the hard work. Rowdy, loud, and proud. That's from Melody. Thanks, Melody, for Thanks, sending that Melody. Um, um, picking a name is hard. Picking yeah. a name is hard. Yeah. But I mean, feel free to use no dunks. If yeah, you no right. dunks if it's a boy, no dinks if it's a girl. <laughs> 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 are they ex- maybe are they expressing twins because they're looking Ooh, for names for a spawn uh, yeah but maybe mm, like yeah. you said it could be have a boy one and have a girl one yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh um, that's tough and, and you laker mavs fans here too how about uh, if it's a girl angel the city of angels if it's a boy maverick huh. could be a fighter pilot 
<laughs> something <laughs> like that. Ride a horse. What about, I mean... Ange- Angela is an alternative. Angela, yeah. Nobody uses that name, but yeah. She's, she, uh, Melody's in Australia. I'm, I'm going to assume she's a big Lee Ellis fan. Maybe, maybe just Lee. It works for male or females. That's true. Yeah, you're settled. Yeah, and he, he would like that. Uh, and... I can feel what Melody's going through. We're, we are also pregnant with a girl, um, and we have no idea what we're naming our child. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, no clue? No. Ah, yeah, there's a list. Like, do you have a list? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe... You uh, want to share it? We can get, like, a live poll going or something like that. <laughs> Whoever the winner is, you can name your kid that. Oh, that's always... I, like, I don't have kids, so I, don't, I shouldn't speak to this, but I do feel like it's always risky sharing your list. Oh, Because yeah, then people are, sure. like, you may have one in your heart, like, oh, that'd be a nice name, and then, like... Then you hear me going, "Ugh, that's a stupid yeah. name." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like, no, you, I knew a guy. I went to school with a guy in grade three who had that name. That guy was a jerk. You know, like, I, yeah. who cares? Well, that's why I can't meet people between now and when the baby was, is born. Because what if I meet an what if I meet an a hole? Yeah. What if I meet an a hole Angela? And I want to name my child Angela. Well, well whatever you do, out. don't find out the uh, name of the guy who's complaining about you guys being too loud. Uh, <laughs> down the hallway there because then that name's going to be crossed off the list mm-hmm. uh, well maybe we'll have a, uh, a naming podcast we can do anything okay. we can do anything we are going to have a fatherhood podcast when's that going to happen <laughs> gotta wait for this baby That's first true. episode is naming it we'll do it right in the hospital should be pretty fun <laughs> live show okay our next one from another person in Australia Brody in Melbourne since this is the last season for this decade and we're going into the roaring 20s, what are your biggest predictions or hopes for what basketball will look like in another 10 years? Love you guys, says Brody. That's a good one. That's a good think one. We'll, you think we'll actually get a four-point line in the next 10 years? It's been kicking around as uh, something that should be tested at least, I would feel, uh, I feel like, for the past uh, three seasons or yep. something, or at least enough that... Uh, you know, it would be a topic that people are debating. And initially, I was anti-four-point line. I'm like, why do we need a four-point line? We got a three-point line. All these guys are just going to shoot fours. I wouldn't have been a guy wanting to complain about the three-point line when it came in in the <laughs> 1970s. So I'm pro four-point line here in 2019. Maybe in the next 10 years, we get it 30 feet out. People are taking uh, four-pointers, and that's just a part of the game. I guess the difference is there's so many people shooting at the three-point arc now. Unlike what happened for, with the two-point to the three-point arc. No, no one was... I don't know. I don't know. My dad tells me he was very excited to shoot three-pointers when they came out. Yeah, Pistol I know. Pete averaged 44 a game without a three-point line or whatever they say. Uh, so apparently people were shooting them back then. Yeah, people were shooting the three-point line. But so many people are shooting now three-point shots that people are grumpy about that. Like my father-in-law talking sure. dads. Uh, <laughs> what is this, the fatherhood button? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> starting now. Uh, we could... Drop a couple pods in the feed, just split it off. Maybe we'll get some higher numbers. That sounds great. <laughs> we can do anything. Uh, my father-in-law was really grumpy. Oh, they shoot too many three-pointers. You know, the, mm. there's already a bit of a backlash against that. And then you're going to take it to four-pointers. Yeah, but then there will be less threes. More fours, <laughs> yeah. less threes. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, will we have, um, are we going to have straight-up human refs still in 10 years? Oh, great are question. Are we talking robots? <laughs> talking bots hey man i mean they can track where people are at all times on the court you know we we saw our first coaches challenge in the league yeah they can't get on that Tuesday right night. I mean, that's oh god yeah i didn't i didn't even know what was going on i i it was in a bar so maybe i need to be really hearing it uh, it's tough coaches just... challenges are, are it's different in basketball because it, it happens so quickly yeah. right there's no break in play really coaches has to say 
hey, I want to do it. I'm out. And they don't really have the luxury that a, an NFL coach will have it on, on an iPad or baseball coaches have where you have time to look to see if this happened yeah, or not. Yeah, you're not just watching and, the jumbo truck. Yeah, and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. It, with the broadcast, too, did they that I, I can't remember which game it was, but there was the coach's challenge. And then because, like Trey said, it's a timeout, so the broadcast goes to commercial, right? Like they're like, all right, well, let's slip in this commercial break. And then they came back, and it was like, well, what happened? You know, it's not like, uh, and maybe it's just because where it happened in the game, and I assume, you know, in the final three minutes of a close game, yeah, we're going to see the replay, see the replay, see the replay, oh, foul or not, foul or not. But early on, it was like, I remember coming back and was like, well, what happened? What was the, you know, did, yeah. did, it, did, it, did the call stand or did it get overturned? It was just, it's just a strange viewing experience. Yeah, it is tough for the broadcasters to get that knowledge, yeah. that information right away, even before a commercial that yeah. Frank Vogel was protesting Dwight Howard getting a, a foul out on the perimeter against Lou Williams in the second quarter, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, okay, is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty early, and he lost it, and he lost the timeout. Yeah, I, I, I hate this coach's jump. It's, it's so pointless to me. But Yeah, I'm not super excited about it. What else, what else could possibly <laughs> be happening in the next 10 years? LeBron's son will be to the NBA, so that to me means LeBron will be owning the Cavs. LeBron and Bronny Jr. playing together. Just saw LeBron Jr. almost threw down his first poster in a high school game, getting close. I would also like to see in the next 10 years new terminology for positions. We're still calling everybody point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. There's been a bit of a movement to kind of just go to guard, wing, big guy, guard, wing, center, something like that. There's got to be something out there because players are playing differently. Like Brandon Ingram is playing the four last night, but he's also bringing up the ball quite a bit. He's also a very skinny guy. He's not going to be posting up to score baskets. I mean, he still plays in the post a little bit, but he's not a power forward, but he's still considered a power forward. There's got to just be something else. Maybe we got to dip into soccer. You're talking about attacking players and defending players. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's got to be some sort of new terminology. Yeah. I mean, I think the the first step, the wings and bigs works to some degree. Yep. Uh, And we got to get rid of the numbers. I I just think the one, two, three, four, five, it's not really Mm -hmm. doing, it doesn't really imply anything anymore. Mm. And it's just a little confusing. Uh, as for me, I just I want the game to be easier to watch. I want it to be on my watch. I want it to be. I want it to be on a little on my uh, what are those uh, side side thingies? Game switch, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I just want to be able to pick up a device and watch. I don't want to have to cozy up in front of a laptop. Well, I guess you can do it on your phone. I was going to say, you can so do it on your phone, thing. man. What are you talking about? Uh, I never watch on my phone. I mean, uh, so, so yeah. <laughs> so you I guess I ask. should start. <laughs> my phone is meant for yeah, other things. The future is now, Taz. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, it's funny you say that, though, because uh, Richard Deitch uh, with The Athletic, he sort of, he did like a, an article or a column where he polled a bunch of people that are part of The Athletic, how they would, like what would they would do to change the TV broadcasting experience like what would you add what would you get rid of um it's a cool article i definitely uh, recommend you go check it out uh, a lot of people chimed in i think lily even had some thoughts too um my big thing was like i'm i'm pro and we've talked about it before i'm pro shortening the game i have i love i love the 40 minute game that they that they do in uh, you know international ball and i guess in college ball as well um i like that it was get rid of we still we have too many timeouts in my opinion um cut that crap out or at least uh you know, crank it down a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it'll be, it'll, I, I can't wait to see. Like, I know, Tass, you tweeted about the shot clock on the floor. Um, we saw it again last night. We had a big discussion with the, the people I was watching the game with 
about whether it was, you know, was it good? Was it bad? I, I like it. I got no problems with it. I don't think it's intrusive by any means. And it's, you know, it's, I don't have to glance down to the corner of the screen to, to see if there's, you know, five or six seconds left on the shot clock. But I couldn't tell if you were a fan or not. Or were you just polling the people, Tess? Well, I did have an attached tweet in the thread, mm, Skeets, where I, I laid out. Uh, yeah, that's the problem with threads, you know? Yeah. Are you are you, are you gonna go down that thread? Are you gonna go <laughs> gonna go to the end of that spool? Um, I do like it. I, I was it on for twenty four seconds of every possession. It wasn't right. I don't. Um, um, maybe not everyone, but I thought most of them yeah, at least. Yeah, oh. majority. Um, I'm a big fan of it popping in with five seconds left. I mean, it's not. You don't need the whole twenty four. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Maybe that's true. Yeah, that's. It isn't intrusive. Okay. I, I don't mind it, yeah. and I think the way we all. Uh, digest sports were all sort of comfortable with, you know, this, these 3D lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think it's it's doesn't really stick out. It's totally fine, and it was the color of the floor, like it's white usually. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. I don't like glancing down. Um, I I like to keep my eyes aimed perfectly at the same spot on <laughs> yeah. the TV at all times. So yeah, it's nice to have that information move up a couple of inches on your screen. It's better than the ESPN's uh, three-point line that they had a couple of seasons ago. Remember that thing lit up wherever you took a, oh, an attempt? Yeah. This was the, yeah, the shot clock long. is much yeah, much less intrusive. Eh, but maybe you're right. Maybe it just pops in 10 or 5 seconds left so you know you're getting down towards the end of it. You don't necessarily need it there for 24. Yeah, that's I, I'm, I'm for that. And when I'm watching on my Nintendo Switch, it's hard <laughs> to see the shot clock in the bottom <laughs> right corner. Right, that's, right. I, that feels like miles away, even on a Switch. So get it in the... Uh, Right in the heart. Yeah, I, I'm totally good with it. Uh, but I, I also have something, uh, another change I want to see that relates to our next question. So let's get to it. Hey, guys, so glad to see you back. Congrats on landing at The Athletic. As a longtime listener, not viewer, I'm stoked to see you back to full-time podcasting. My question for you is in regards to load management. It seemed like last year I couldn't get through any NBA content without someone dropping that term. Whether it was Kawhi taking time off or Embiid neglecting to take time off, Everyone was talking about load management and how we could correct it by shortening the season. Do you foresee this being the case for this season, or do you think it's been overblown? Will Kawhi play more than 70 games? Will Embiid play less than 70? Interesting. That's from Ethan. I'm totally with Ethan, and I think this has been made out to be a bigger problem than it is, and it's definitely Kawhi's fault. I think Kawhi is really the only culprit. If Kawhi was out of the league entirely, let's say Kawhi Leonard didn't exist, load management wouldn't have even been talked about. You don't At think all. so? Mm. No, it, because everybody sits out a handful of games. The last few years, not everybody. The last few years, the stars sit out three, four, five games. And I think that's, that's sort of the, the big number. I think that's basically it. Uh, Leonard missed 14 games because of load management last year. 22 overall. Eight were said to be of, for injury. And I don't think anyone, when we're talking, number, he, uh, Ethan mentions Joel Embiid, no one got below the... I would say even, uh, I looked through all the stars, got below the 70 games played. Nobody did. Mm. No, unless they were injured, like Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Everybody was around that 75, 76 game mark, and there was 21 players even played 82 games last season, um, which is obviously down than in years past. It is slowing down, but the change I'd like to see is, yes, we need to shave off some games. And I think, as I said, some of these stars, like Steph, et cetera, sit three, four, five games. Yes, we got to drop some. But we need to drop some games because guys are looking at the calendar right now, and although there's the fewest amount of back-to-backs in league history, uh, it's, it's, it's happening right now since they've gone to 82 games. 
guys are just looking at the calendar and saying, hey, I'm cutting off these five games. I just, I just want to sit three, four, five. So I think, I think if games are shaved off, then that just won't happen. And So you uh, think if, it, if the season was a 70-game schedule, yeah, I like you that think number. the Stars are playing in, if as long as they're not injured, they're playing in 70 games or you know, a game maybe here or there, but 69 to 70 games, nice. If it's, if it's mapped out over the same amount of time, and you know, there's no there's no crunch of games. I think I think that is what would happen, and that's you know totally my guess. But I I, I don't I just see Kawhi is just the he's the anomaly in, in all of this because of a season that he came off where he played nine games and, and coming from the Spurs system where they invented rest yeah. before the Raptors rebranded it as load management. He he is the him and LeBron are the poster child poster children for the rest movement. And of Dwayne Wade, you would throw in there as well for his maintenance program, which is what the Heat called it when he was doing his resting. But Kawhi is the guy right now, and it seems like he will be playing more for the Clippers this year just because he's got his contract locked down. He's made his choice free agency-wise, right? He's not trying Mm -hmm. to save his body, and he's just fully committed to this season going forward, whereas last year there were still things up in the air. I'm curious, though, Tass, you're talking about shaving this off. Is this going to be a full shave, or are we going to go down to, like, a goatee and sideburns here? Because every time somebody talks about shortening the season, it also comes along with the idea of bringing in a new tournament or a play-in tournament or something else that takes games away from the regular season and then adds games in this other pool of stuff. So, I mean, you are saving games, but not really. Right. I'm totally fine just shaving the season. Going full shave. Shave it. Just shave it. There doesn't need to be a tournament. Yeah, I think you just lose a few games. And, and, I, and I don't want to belittle the idea that guys just don't need to play when they don't want. Because, yes, fans should be able to pay for tickets and expect that uh, Steph Curry is playing. And that's why I think the, uh, there is a balancing act here. And I don't, I don't need to see. I, I, I don't, I, we've all talked about the in-season tournament and whether that or not that would work. I don't. I think just shaving games is the solution shaving right first. now. Speaking yeah. of shaving, I'm not doing it right now, guys. You should see me. This is no the, more TV. This is the best my beard has ever looked. <laughs> it's and coming is in nice. Quite frankly, ever going to look. It ain't going to get any better than this. A, I keep joking that I'm dressing up as Paul Pierce for Halloween. Because I got the real Paul Pierce crappy beard going. It's like perfect. It's all patchy, but way too long in spots. That's awesome. Um, I got to get myself a Pierce jersey and go for him for Halloween. Um, yeah, but yeah, you guys, you guys would be proud. Mm. It's uh, it's like pretending to stroke it as I sit across from JD Santa Claus over here with his badass beard. I thought somebody was just rubbing sandpaper over there. Yeah, or something like can that. you hear it? Can you can, can you hear it? Can you hear that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. We just got a noise complaint. Oh okay. okay. Sorry, I'll have to shave it. All right, our next question from Judson. Um, sup, fam? Long time, first time. I love the basketball takes I get from you guys but have never been more excited than when I heard Skeets open the beach to any questions at all. Yes, that's right. Here's the question, or <laughs> hold on, Taz, this one's for you. I've begun a compost in the last few oh, months boy. up here in Iowa. I have a few Boban-sized trees around the house, and it being autumn, I've accumulated more browns than I can handle. <laughs> never heard leaves <laughs> called browns. That's usually a... Plumbing problem. I isn't know. It? I know. Um, any tips for getting my ratio more in line quickly and cheaply? 
Tass, I hope this makes sense to you. I also need guidance on keeping the compost alive during the winter so it can thrive around the same time Zach Levine and Boyle are hoisting the Larry OB. Help me, Tass. You're my only hope. This one again from Judson looking for some compost advice. <laughs> A very, very unique problem to have too many browns. <laughs> Quite often in the composting world, yeah. people don't have enough browns. Now, browns... It's not. They're not just leaves. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, what are you talking about? What is that? It's shorthand for leaves, uh, hay, uh, straw, even Uh, newspaper. uh, Things that are high in carbon. Basically, to make a compost degrade to break down, you need browns and you need greens, which are usually comprised of. Mm. Food right. scraps. Okay. Uh, so it's it's a green browns. You're always you're always balancing. You're always balancing. And to have too many leaves, imagine people in apartment buildings. They're they're scoffing listening to this. They they can't get their hands on enough browns. They're dying for Judson's problem. Uh, so all you have to do, Judson, is you just have to save your browns. It sounds like. You've got, you've got Boban-sized trees, yep. as you mentioned. Sounds like you've got some space to play. I think you can have some bins full, uh, bags full of uh, leaves that you can just let hang out there and just add as needed. Well, Tass, uh, why did you take down your Bobons then? You had some nice Boban-sized trees. Yeah, they were my, giving you the browns. My Bobons had... Them down, yeah. Yeah, right. I had to take down some trees. They had some mutation issues. They, oh, had, they had some problems. Okay, browns okay. were turning green? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what color I they were. I can't wait for Danny Green to play browns. Jalen Brown now. It's going to be the compost bowl. Browns. Lakers, yeah. Celtics. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, even, even coffee grinds are a great brown. A really great brown. Anyway... Um, enough talk about that. Yeah, just, so. just hold on to your browns, or yeah. go, go, go to an apartment building where you, there's people <laughs> composting <laughs> who don't have enough browns. Sell your browns. Sell your browns. <laughs> yeah, make a buck. Uh, and what about like to keep it alive during the winter? Any? I mean, I know you, we don't really have winter in Atlanta, so that's. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a compost expert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keeping it alive during the, it is tough. Uh, in the winter, uh, things don't degrade very. The heat, the sun. It is such an accelerant for a compost. Uh, uh, um, so it's tough. <laughs> I don't live in the north anymore. Right. And, uh, yeah. You weren't doing a ton of composting when you were here. <laughs> oh, no, just sprinkling it <laughs> into, into my day to day. Good luck, Judson. Yeah, good luck, buddy. <laughs> Keep a surprise, please. Uh, next question here. What's up, Double Dinkers? Longtime <laughs> fan from Raleigh, North Carolina. With Jalen Brown locked up, let's say Hayward, Gordon Hayward, plays well enough to start. Could you see a trade with him and some youngins for Steven Adams? Oh, no. He, let's say Gordon Hayward plays well to yeah, start, yeah. shooting up his trade value. Could you see a trade for with him and some youngins for Steven Adams? Adams would give the length to help guard the 76ers at the or Bucks at the rim, and that's from Stevie Chills. Stevie Chills through Twitter, dropping that one. So he is saying, yeah, now that they've got Brown under contract, you got to accumulate those Browns, keep those Browns, as many Browns as possible. Um, that you've got Tatum, you've got Jalen, and then now you've got, and you of course still have Gordon Hayward, that that's just too many of the guys sort of playing the same position, and why not look to move a guy like Hayward? Is that what I'm... I, I think he, what he's saying is I'd like to get rid of Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And, and, and the problem with that is... Why would the Thunder take him on? Right, right. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. making he's making over thirty two million dollars, and I can understand why he'd want Stephen Adams back in a trade, uh, who's making twenty five or twenty six. But their contracts are essentially the same length 
uh, at you know two years remaining on them. So I don't see that happening. Even if you throw in some youngins, I think the the Thunder would want more. Not to mention there's the Hayward-Brad Stevens connection. Hayward was, after Al Horford, Hayward was the first piece to this new era of the Celtics, even before they brought in Kyrie Irving. So I don't necessarily see Brad wanting to move on from Gordon Hayward, but you can understand the impulse in wanting to get another big guy yeah. to the Celtics. Totally. Uh, and maybe maybe that would be a fun way to reunite Steven Adams and Ennis Kanner as well. But, but it just feels like the Celtics definitely do need to upgrade their bigs positions. Uh, they haven't necessarily been a great rebounding team in the past. Steven Adams is a great rebounder, gets the body on guys. He'll probably be in the mix for leading the league in rebounds now that Russell Westbrook's gone. So you can understand why uh, the Celtics would want another big guy, but it's tough to see that trade necessarily working. You mentioned a guy earlier, Trey, who's been added to the Phoenix Suns just as uh, a guy really that's filling a roster spot there, Aaron Baines, mm-hmm. who is you know the Joel Embiid stopper of, you know, previous Celtics lore he could go back there uh, in a trade he's making only like five million bucks you throw a couple young ins their way the Suns are just trying to rebuild as are the Pelicans but uh, you know it's Stephen Adams is too big a name um not the Pelicans the Thunder excuse me mm-hmm. uh so yeah I think that that could work somebody cheaper is all I'm saying great question all right next one hey guys I think your phone a friend option on the new trivia show should be the people have all your fans submit their phone numbers and you can just call us. I would love to be called. I would love to pick up the phone. I would love to contribute to one of your podcasts. If you want to add me to the list, assuming you take this idea, my number is one two one five five three. We may have to bleep that out, JD. Uh, maybe I'll get a call from you guys one day. Love the new show. That's from Kevin. Thank you, Kevin, for the kind comment. Um, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Yes, the phone a friend is, is supposed to be my friend, but maybe Kevin and I be, could become friends. Maybe mm. we have to become friends first, actually, for this to work. Um, but what did you guys... We, um, this is obviously for, for Tass and Trey down there. What did you guys think? I wanted to get your feedback. We haven't really talked about the trivia show. I love it, and I love the phone a friend lifeline, and I love that it is phoning one of your friends. It could be any one of them. I like that I know your friends, which is good, and that I consider myself one of your friends. <laughs> you might friends. get a call, yeah. Might get a call someday, depending on what the topic is. Uh, that being said, this is a great wrinkle. Let's just start randomly calling people who listen to the show, or I guess, Skeets, it sounds like you're going to drum up a friendship here with yeah. Kevin, so shoot him a text message, maybe send him a funny meme, can really build that <laughs> relationship, uh, so we can be confident when we get him on the phone that he's not going to be a fool. <laughs> I, I enjoy listening to people do trivia, which... Uh, I don't know. It sounds sort of counterintuitive. You were skeptical. You were skeptical. Sure. I was skeptical. Yeah, J.D., you were and definitely J.D. was the biggest skeptic yep. of them all. And I love think? trivia. Don't get me wrong. But I was just like, is this really? Are people going to be into it? Well, apparently they are. Yeah. It was, it was that people uh, seemed, seemed uh, to enjoy the first episode, yeah. at least. And maybe it helped. It was Lee completely bombing. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that was before the show, was like, do you want me to drag it out? Because it, he thought he was going to completely destroy it. And he really got his ass handed to him. <laughs> I totally forgot before we started recording. He's like, yeah, yeah, I won't answer too quick. Um, yeah, because like, we wanted this to breathe a little bit. He legit was saying that. It was like uh, the time when he did the uh, pick and payoff with the, the hot peppers. Oh, yeah. When he was just like, yeah, no big deal. There's peppers. That'll be easy. And then he nearly died live on air from those hot ones. But thank you, everyone, uh, for the uh, kind words, uh, the tweets coming through about the trivia show. Who wants some trivia? Um think we're going to be running it back we'll do a couple yeah, more episodes if there's someone sure. you want if there's someone you'd like to uh hear on the show 
to be the contestant, at them on Twitter. Let me know. Um, you know, it's open to everyone. We just started with Lee because it was sort of the, uh, he was the guinea pig here. Yeah. Um, but let us know if, uh, who you want to hear on, who wants some trivia. Are you sticking to sports? Sticking to the ball? Yeah, I think that will be, at least to begin with, um, it, yeah, there will always be a theme to, to each uh, trivia show. But, it will, yeah, it will be tied in some way to, to basketball. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I've got one sort of in the can already, but I just need to wait for Ben Simmons to hit a three in the regular season. Oof. There's a little tease for you. Mm. There's a little tease. Hit one in preseason, but I'm hoping he hits one somewhere early here in the regular season. All right, next question here. Hey, guys, minus Matty O. I miss you. I've been living in England for the last nine years, and it's been tough not watching basketball on TV. I've been listening to you since the TBJ days, and that helps. But now I'm thinking of finally subscribing to NBA League Pass. They have a new option this year of a three-game choice, which gives me any three games per month for the entire season. Three games a month? What? That's crazy. It's <laughs> huh? a real thing? That's for when you like basketball, but not too much. <laughs> I, I love great. basketball JD, a little. Yeah, yeah, I know. JD, you got to move to England. Well, it's too, too many, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ed goes on to say, this is the perfect amount for me, but now I have to figure out my strategy for picking those games. You guys watch a lot of basketball. What advice would you give me? Bad teams early since their games won't matter late. Rookies later to see when they figured it out a bit. Help, Ed from Newcastle. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, with this, you know, plan, this NBA League Pass plan, when does he have to pick these games? Like at the start of every month, is to map out the whole year? Yeah, that's the mystery. Is he picking a game for the third week of March right now? Yeah. Who, who's gonna be good? <laughs> this is why we can't have load management because of this three-game plan. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be able to confidently pick your one game you want to watch. Uh, but my advice would be, I mean, not knowing totally the scenario. <laughs> yeah. Like, does the, guy, does the guy have access to national games and he just wants to dip his toe Ooh, into a couple right. of other teams' uh, pools? If so, you got to avoid the big national teams. That's why I would focus on Denver, Dallas, Sacramento, Chicago, and Brooklyn. They're not in the top ten in national TV games. So if you're seeing those games out at a bar, at your buddy's house, or maybe you do subscribe to the major channels – dip into these other teams as well. That's good advice. Great advice. If, again, is this really real? I'm still confused by this. <laughs> or is that only an England thing? Yeah, it, yeah, it's it possible. It's, uh, I don't, it's very possible. But it's weird. Wow. How many people are possibly doing this plan? It's like you're, yeah. either, you're, you're sort of either in on League Pass watching a bunch of games <laughs> or you're not. <laughs> Three games? It's yeah. Like like, what if you mess up and you pick two games that you really want to watch on the same night? You're like, oh, man, now I'm flipping. The- I get one more day with League Pass? That's a, I guess it's a very customizable sort of thing. Yeah, tell us more, Ed. We need to know more about this weird plan in Newcastle you got going on. All right, our next one here. I've been calling Marvin Bagley the Bagman for his whole rookie season. Yet when I check out his basketball reference page, there's nothing there. What I need to know is, one... Am I the only one calling him the bag man? Two, if not, where did it come from? And three, if yes, why isn't the bag man, you know, on his basketball reference page? It deserves more airtime. It's a god-tiered nickname. This email from Will C. Well, we'll see yeah. if it catches on. We, <laughs> we dropped we already we already called him the bag man in a in a podcast earlier this week. And I know we slipped it in there when we were talking Bagley. So it people say it but I have no idea where it came from. 
besides being a version of his last name. <laughs> yeah. Are the people who say it named Trey, Lee, Tass, Skeets, and JD? Because I don't know if it, it's happening outside our room. Are you saying we created the Bagman? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> wow. We talk about basketball it's a so much. Yeah, we, we come up with these little dumb, quirky names for guys. But I think it is a God-tier nickname. I think finally, you know, we might be batting about 10, one out of a 1,000 here. But uh, I, th- I, think, I think this is a home run. I think we slammed this one. So we're going to see this on Basketball References. I think so. Page, I, I, the bag man. Yeah, I, I'm crediting us. But um, listen, we get a lot of emails about nicknames. Hmm. Nickname this guy. These guy. This guy needs a nickname. He's boring. Uh, but I think we finally got a good... Email so hold on then. You you are saying that we called Bagley the Bagman last year at some point, and then Will heard that and yep. started calling him the Bagman all year. All right, I think possible. So. It's <laughs> I can't keep track of what we say. Well, let's keep laying the groundwork now because he'll be up for his rookie extension in not too long, and when he signs that big contract, everybody will be wanting to call him the Bagman. Yeah. Okay. Mm. You're right. He'll secure the bag. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or Spiro Agnew. Uh, next question here. Life is almost complete with you back on the air, but one thing I'm missing is the survivor chat. Are you? <laughs> we, we must be, ra- we must be wrapping this? up this podcast. Uh, what are your thoughts on Island of the Idols? Mm-hmm. I guess that's a, a show. Uh, personally, I haven't picked my favorite person or moment yet, but I'm waiting for someone to chuckle at the over-the-top Statues, or statues. Yes, yes, of yes. Keep going. Sandra, of yeah, Sandra maybe. and Boston Rob. Thanks. That's from Steve in Portland. Let's talk Survivor. Maybe you guys are. Maybe, maybe you guys will have your own episode of Survivor chat. Ooh. Oh my goodness! You got a lot of plans. Eh? You got a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Oh, I'm a out. big talker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to quickly explain it to you, Tass. The reason yeah. it's called Island of Idols, like that's the name of this season, right? It's because, do you know, does Boston Rob ring a bell at all to you? Of course, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I work with you guys. Yes. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Uh, Is is it Island of the Idols or Island of Idols? Island of the Idols. Oh, because you dropped the. (laughs) This isn't no dunks, Skeets. Oh, okay. (laughs) No more dropping thes. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so Boston Rob, he's won it before, so he's an idol in Mm -hmm. the Survivor world. Sandra, the only person to ever win the game twice, so she's definitely an idol. And they are there... Um, they're not on the same island as the contestants, but they're basically there as sort of coaches, so to speak, yeah. where, you know, it's fairly early still in this season. We're only like four or five episodes in, but there's a way to go to them and they teach you sort of like a survivor life skill and they can, and there's a possibility of winning like a, like an extra vote or an immunity and stuff like that. Like that's what's going on. That's that's why Sandra and Robert are there. But there are these giant, like, what appear to be, I don't know, like, 30-foot-high statues. Yeah, like Mount Rushmore-sized huge heads. Of their their heads. Made of wood or something. (laughs) Yeah. Slatted together. Do they look cool? No, it looks corny as hell. (laughs) You think so? Yes, I I do, but I love it. Yeah. It's weird how Survivor does that. They make, the when they showed, you know, promos for it, I was just like... What is this? What are they doing? They finally jumped the shark or whatever yeah, you want to say. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Trey, are you a fan so far of Island of the Idols? 
Oh yeah, I've enjoyed it. I was I was like JD, a little skeptical of Sandra and Boston Rob being in the mix. I do think it's funny that every single episode they have to mention that they cannot win this season because everybody assumes they're just going to come in the game and win. Yeah. So they're like, we cannot uh, win. I'm telling you, we cannot win. But I loved having them there for sitting in on Tribal Council, watching from the spy shack. Yep. I like that. Getting uh, some chime-ins from a couple of legends. Be like Bill Russell watching the NBA Finals, they're both, giving him his advice. They're both hilarious, too. Yeah. Oh, they're like, they're TV yeah. gold. I mean, it, it, they do add to the show, like, in terms of the, the humor and just what they can bring to it. It's They're like commentators, aside from Jeff. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're like, you know, uh, Marv and Reggie on the, on the yep. sidelines. Yeah. Just, uh, they bring a whole sort of fresh new take to what's happening. Yeah. I like their little comments on people coming in and they're meeting them yeah. for the first time. And uh, They're almost great. an extension of us, the viewer, sort of as right. we watch the show and they're like, oh, well, that's a dumb move or oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. like because they're just throwing in those little quips. Um, so yeah, so far so good. Um, yeah, keep pitching, guys. Tass is beaming right now. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Show. Oh, well, I like that. I'm uh, actually, this is going to shock you, Tass. Now is not the time to get in. <laughs> There are 11 NBA games tonight. It's the first mm. Wednesday night of the season. Uh-huh. Get in tomorrow morning. It'll be on demand. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. a good idea. That's a good uh, idea. Here's, a, here's another idea since I'm such a talker. How about, <laughs> Skeets, you get Boston Rob on the show. Is he done? And, and you, the trivia is about Survivor. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. I mean, wow. even about his season. Yeah. Because, because he probably you know, is not as well-versed as you are in, in terms of the history of Survivor, the entire catalog, but just his season. I, well, there's a, well, Tass, there's another Rob um, that played Survivor. He played twice, Rob Sesterino, and he is in the podcasting game. He's got more podcasts oh, right. than we do, and uh, Rob has a podcast. Um, he does have... Uh, I believe he still has it, some sort of trivia, like about Survivor this week, it's called, and they look back... Uh, previous Survivor episodes, and they basically do a trivia show. So it's sort of, you know, sort of what you're saying. It already mm-hmm. happens. Rob has a podcast. They got a million podcasts. They do great work. But I do think Trey, you said like, yeah, they're not going to come into the game, and they really wanted to stress that because in Big Brother they had something similar where in the house they had like four legends, and they were coaches at the beginning, uh-huh. and then, you know, a couple weeks in it was like. They're now in the game and can win the money too. So they they don't you know they don't want that to happen here with Survivor, and I think that's the right move. But I won't, wouldn't be surprised if Sandra and Rob like in the finale talk to the um, the jury. Mm. I wonder if they'll like and they do this in Big Brother. Doctor Will comes in and he talks to them about like oh who are you thinking about voting for what what type of game have they played blah 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 blah. I wonder if they'll do that with Sandra and Rob. Interesting. I sort of think they might. Um, sort of to bounce off, like who you thinking? What did they do? What did they? Play? How did they play? Yeah, that's possible. Both huh. So far, so good. Oh man, it feels good to talk Survivor again. Uh, yeah, the, the NBA season truly hasn't started until we start talking about Survivor, <laughs> and, and some people can really tune us out uh, for the final five or six minutes of this, this episode. Just like we, that's why we put it at the end. Don't you worry. Um, yeah, we can call it right there. We have like, we have so many more questions. Again, thank you so much, guys, for sending in your emails. And sending in your tweets. Keep them coming. Uh, we're going to be dropping this once a week. The mailbag only episode. Stepping on the beach. Beach stepping as we're calling it. So email us. No dunks at theathletic.com. Or tweet at us. At no dunks inc. And here I'd like to add one more thing. If you've listened to this episode. Send us a picture of your compost. Send us a picture of your browns. No not those browns. Yeah, please no. Not those browns. We're talking leave browns. <laughs> Send them to us. At Tass. Melis at no dunks. I just want to see some compost pics. <laughs> Post those posts. That's exactly uh, right. 
Skeets, I'm uh, I'm in need of some eggshells actually for my compost. <laughs> And I know you're a, you're an excess egg man. You're a little bit like Judson, the, the previous emailer, and that he has too many leaves. You've got too many eggshells on I, your hands. Tass, Let me take those off your hands. I'm, man. Not, Let me take I'm those. not eating enough eggs up here. <laughs> I'm not eating enough eggs. Um, I've gone. To, I'm just keeping it simple with oatmeal. <laughs> so oh. I've become so lazy that I won't even fry an egg. <laughs> I I really I really got to get back to my wife, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm fading away, man. I'm fading away. It's a couple more weeks. All right, guys, get your weeks. get your emails in, get your tweets in. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you on tomorrow's uh, Thursday Daily Show. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, composts need browns and greens. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.